Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Nice to have you aboard. Nice to have you aboard. Always delighted to read your emails, receive your phone calls. Listen, if you call us and you get a voicemail, that means... Uh, um, we're not on the air at that moment, and uh, please feel free to leave a message. If it's something that you would like to talk with me about on the air, leave your phone number and the best time of day to call you. And uh, it would help sometimes if you tell me what time zone you're in, so I don't wake you up rudely or call uh, call at midnight. Uh, anyway, give us a ring, 800-387-8025, 800-387-8025. Uh, if you've got a guest idea, you can do that as well. you got, I got to tell you, I love doing this show every weekend. I really do. First of all, I love travel. And doing the show forces me to keep up to date on travel and, you know, because I got to do the travel news and the deals and find some guests to talk with. And one, one I, I just love doing this show because I really, uh, really enjoy talking to uh, 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 our, our guests, each of whom brings something different to the table. We've got a great lineup of guests this hour. Let me ask you this. Which of the following currencies appreciated the most against the U.S. dollar in 2010? Got that? Was it A, the euro? B, the Brazilian real, or C, the Mongolian Turgric? If you answered C, the Turgric of Mongolia, well, pat yourself on the back. We're going to talk in a few minutes with Jack Weatherford, a man who knows a whole heck of a lot about Mongolia. In fact, seven years ago, he wrote the definitive biography of Genghis Khan, whose name he taught me is correctly pronounced Genghis Khan. The book is titled Genghis Khan and the Making of the Modern World. Now, this came out seven years ago. Uh, I'm not telling you about the book because it's a new one you got to run out and buy, though you can certainly learn a lot by reading it. Dr. Weatherford is an anthropology professor who taught for many years at Minnesota's McAllister College in St. Paul, Minnesota, where I live currently. And he just might convince you your next trip ought to be to Mongolia. We're going to talk about that country. Uh, fortunately, another one of his books, uh, one of his past books, is called The History of Money. So he's going to be able to explain why the currency of Mongolia had such a banner year against the U.S. dollar in 2010. And this, trust me, this is sheer coincidence. Another McAllister College professor, his name is Michael Schneider, will join me on the show today to discuss his new book. It's called On the Other Guy's Dime, A Professional's Guide to Traveling Without Paying. I like that title. We can all get behind that. Michael Schneider's uh, lived in uh, about a dozen countries around the world and uh, had someone else pay him to do so. He's going to tell you how he did it and how you might be able to do it. I'll also have some thoughts on whether or not you should buy your tickets for summer travel or now or wait for a possible sale, and I'll have a couple of deals of the week for you, too. But first, let's take a look at some of the news and travel this week. Well, most domestic airlines raised fares again this week, some as much as $20 round-trip. Others kept the fare uh, increased to $10 round-trip tickets, but the direction of the prices couldn't be more clear. I think this is about the fourth or fifth uh, airfare increase in the last 90 days. As the price of fuel rises, thank you, Colonel Gaddafi, so too do airline fares. And if you've got air travel on your mind, I'd recommend you buying your ticket as soon as you can. Now, the same goes for cruises. Norwegian Cruise Lines announced that it's raising all its cruise prices by 10% effective April 1st. The cruise line says it's enjoying a strong demand for its cruises. And while Norwegian didn't say it, fuel price increases affect ships too. The webmate Cruisemates.com, Cruisemates.com says, uh, uh, advises its readers that there's no savings in waiting to purchase a future cruise. 
and said this advice especially pertains to European cruises, where overseas competition and higher airfares will likely push cruise fares uh, northward. Uh, British and European cruise lines have already raised prices due to the cost of fuel. There's no reason to presume that just as they did in 2008, cruise lines uh, might not levy fuel charges on sailings. I bet they will. I took a little vacation this past week to the U.S. Virgin Islands, where I stayed with some friends in a lovely home on the island of St. John. That's a very popular stop for cruise ships. It's not uncommon to see, uh, as I did as we were leaving there uh, late last week, or this past week, uh, six good-sized cruise ships in the harbor of St. Thomas. Boy, some of those guys were big. A couple of the big boys were in there. Well, last month, the world's largest cruise ship, that's the Allure of the Seas, was in that St. Thomas, Virgin, U.S. Virgin Islands Harbor, when it was ra uh, raided by a group of law enforcement officers who arrested an alleged drug dealer on board. It happened just before Valentine's Day during what was billed as the world's largest gay cruise. Police went from room to room searching for drugs, requiring guests to open their room safes in some cases. And while those uh, searches were at random, it you know, would have taken days to search the cabins of all the guests, the authorities, authorities confiscated from the man they arrested 140 ecstasy pills, 3 grams of methamphetamine, uh, and about $50,000 in cash. A month earlier, another so-called lifestyle cruise, this one a concert cruise, a jam cruise it's called, uh, which, by the way, was in its ninth season. That one was busted in Florida by DEA agents. Customs and Border Patrol officers, U.S. Marshals, the Broward County Sheriff's Office, everybody but your local IRS agent, uh, raided that ship and made 15 busts for drugs ranging from marijuana to LSD and prescription pills. Now, this is clearly a disturbing trend. Um, cruise lines are going to have to make it very clear to passengers that the right of privacy that might be guaranteed them by the Constitution of the United States in their own home does not obtain on cruise ships. they got the right to come in and open that, tell you to open that safe. So leave the bad stuff at home. A little more cruise news. Two popular cruise lines this week canceled future stops at the Mazatlan, Mexico port in light of the shooting of two men at a local hotel parking lot. The Norwegian Cruise Line canceled all future calls to the port, and Carnival Splendor is skipping Mazatlan as well. Now, I've noticed two recurring themes in the travel news the last two or three months of this show. Either winter weather has disrupted travelers somewhere in the U.S., or a spurt of violence in Mexico has encroached on popular tourist destinations. The former we can live with. The weather, what can you do about it? But the country of Mexico has had a tough several years thanks to drug wars, no question about it. By the way, speaking of winter weather, if you've got any travel planned through the upper uh, uh, Midwest uh, this coming week, that would be Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, a big Delta hub, for example. Not too sure about Chicago, but keep your eye on it. A uh, major snowstorm is uh, reportedly moving in Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll see. Uh, forecasters are being coy about the number of inches of snow that might fall um, as they track this one. But, uh, again, if uh, you have some business or you're traveling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, through uh, the upper northwest. Keep a weather eye, as they say, on on flights. And here's a little tidbit for you. Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano, Napolitano said budget cuts proposed by congressional Republicans could mean longer waits at airports for travelers. Here's the deal. The House approved a fiscal 2011 budget plan that does not include requests by the White House for more funds for airport security, equipment, and personnel. And uh, the Secretary of Transportation Secretary says, quote, it will probably result in increases in wait times for passengers in the air environment. That would be airports, I think. No, oh, they could speak. Why do they speak this way in Washington, D.C.? I lived there 35 years. Why not just say it would result in increases in wait times for passengers at airports in the air environment? Anyway, that's a quote. She says, uh, look for longer wait times. I don't know. I haven't been plagued by long wait times at airports. I've gotten lucky lately, apparently. 
Um, no problem. i uh, got a lot of other news for you. I'll drop it in during the course of this hour, but we've got to uh, take a break here in just a moment. When we come back, we're going to be joined by a man who knows Mongolia like nobody else. His name is Jack Weatherford. He's a former professor of great repute at uh, the highly regarded McAllister College in St. Paul, Minnesota. He's written lots of books and dozens of magazine articles. We're going to find out what the story is with Mongolia and why the heck it's local currency appreciated so rapidly the last year against the dollar. Stick around. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. AutoZone. Keep your tires looking new with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Black, shiny, wet-looking tires are the finishing touch to any great car wash. And AutoZone can help you make your tires look great and save you money. Right now, you can get your choice of two Meguiar's Hot Shine products for just $8. That's two for just 8 bucks. Restrictions and details at store. Make your tires shine. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Coles Cares wants to hear a story about a stand-up kid who saw a problem and fixed it, who met someone in need and tried to help. Go to ColesKids.com by March 15th to nominate a stand-up kid aged 6 to 18 who's bettered their community, and they could win a scholarship worth up to $10,000. Just part of over $415,000 in scholarships and prizes from Coles Cares. Because inspiring stories inspire all of us. Coles Cares. Coles. Expect great things. Adventurous Americans, maybe you own a motorcycle, a boat, an RV, a PWC, or an ATV. Well, FYI, GEICO could save you money on insuring those vehicles. And here's how easy it is. You call GEICO and speak with a specialized agent about all the vehicles you own. The agent crunches the numbers. And if you're like thousands of others, your rate is less than what you pay now. And where I come from, paying less means saving money. Call GEICO today for a free rate quote. GEICO. Saving people money on more than just car insurance. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams. And nearly every day for the past 27 years, I've had a Boston lager. Nice, rich amber color and a head so thick, you can float a bottle cap on it. I taste a sample from every batch, and I still look forward to the taste of the next one. Ah, delicious. Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Cheers to an American original. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save responsibly. Telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. You know, if you ever want to feel like you've just sort of been shuffling through life and not doing much, go look at the Wikipedia entry for Dr. Jack, Rutherf uh, Jack, Jack Weatherford, our next guest. Um, I told you he's an expert on Mongolia. He's an expert on a lot of stuff. Uh, what piqued my interest in talking to him today was a brief mention in Fort the current issue of Fortune magazine about the currency of Mongolia um, and how quickly it has risen against the U.S. dollar in the last year or so, faster than any other currency in the world. Forget the yen and the Swiss franc and the, and the, uh, the Chinese currency. It's the Mongolian currency. How do you pronounce it, Dr. Weatherford? Jack, nice to have you on the show. Is it Tugrik? 
that's close enough. I mean, the, the Mongolian, it's a, it's a very front pronounced, it's called, it's called uh, Tugruk. 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 But Tugruk is, yeah, anything like that, anything close, they'll understand. Let me uh, brag a little on you before we start talking about Mongolia as both a uh, economic, uh, burgeoning economic powerhouse and as a place to visit, since this is a traveler show. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, I learned to pronounce his name as Genghis Khan, courtesy of uh, Jack Weatherford. In uh, 2004, he wrote a the, sort of the definitive biography called Genghis Khan and the Making of the Modern World. And last year, his book, The Secret History of the Mongol Queens, How the Daughters of Genghis Khan Rescued His Empire, was published as well by Crown. This is just one of, oh, I don't know, about nine books, dozens of articles. Uh, uh, Jack is an anthropologist, a professor. He's also an ethno, ethno how do you ethno, I can't even pronounce English today, Jack. Uh, he he's an eth, ethnographer. Is that ethnographer? Ethnographer. Ethnographer, which yes. is the study of ethnography, which is I recall is a study of like ethnic groups and uh, and formations and so on. Am I correct? Yes. yes. Well, okay, we've stumbled through that. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> but Jack is also an expert on Mongolia. Um, he was, in 2006, awarded the Order of the Polar Star, which is the Mongolian government's highest honor. Jack, let's back up just a little bit and tell me, how did Mongolia become such a center and focus of your studies and writings? You know, with many things that are really important in your life, it's hard to know the true story. But you know, I was very fascinated as a kid reading about Marco Polo, Kublai Khan, Genghis Khan. These things were very interesting. And then later when I got to college, I actually made the effort to go to Mongolia to see if it was possible to study. But because of the Cold War, it was not. And when I finally got there in the 1990s, it was open. It's like going back and discovering that uh, high school sweetheart that you once had that you didn't marry. That's kind of how it was for me with Mongolia. I fell in love with Mongolia and was reliving my youth there again. That is a fabulous story. And as I told our audience before you joined us, unfortunately, you've also written a book called The History of Money. So why has the Mongolian currency been so strongly appreciated against the U.S. dollar? Mostly it's just the inflow of investment. Suddenly Mongolia has become the, the darling of the investment world because of the extremely large holdings there in copper, gold, molybdenum, uh, coal, and other minerals. And so about $1.5 billion a year is pouring into Mongolia now in investment, and that makes the value of the local Tukruk go up. And, okay, so you you have been... I will tell our listening audience, you have been suggesting to me for several years now, yeah. since we first met when I moved to Minnesota, you taught at McAllister here that in Minnesota, that I come do one of my public television shows on Mongolia. Why, if when you meet someone at a, in a social setting and they say, Jack, you spend all this time in Mongolia, uh, why should I ever visit there? What do you it's tell a unique them? place, and of course the word unique is so overused, especially in travel. But you go to Mongolia, it's a different world. You leave the capital city where you have every convenience, more or less every convenience, with internet and television and so on. But you leave the capital city, and 20 miles out of the city, there are no more roads. You're out there on your own. You can go in any direction you want, since there's no private property out there and no roads. And so you can go for 1,000 kilometers in any direction without seeing a, a road or coming across a telephone pole or or meeting a fence or somebody owning the land. I've gone for a whole day in the middle of Gobi without even seeing a track of another vehicle or smoke from any kind of human habitation. So it's a place that, that you can experience what life was like thousands of years ago. 
and uh, you go out and you see these herds of antelope, the zeer, they call them, that are crossing the plains of Mongolia. It is an incredible sight. Even in Africa, they no longer have herds this size. So Mongolia, it's a different world. You're starting to convince me. Two things struck me. First of all, there are no roads. How do you get around? And second of all, you said there's no private property. Can you answer those two uh, questions? Well, actually, there's up to, up to 1% of the country can be owned for private property. So in the city, people can own their own homes today. That's a new innovation, less than 20 years old. But the rest of the country, it's just open. You're allowed to go where you want to go. Uh, you can pretty much do what you want to do out there. You go on a four-wheel drive. Uh, if that doesn't work, then you switch to a horse or a camel. <laughs> you make it sound so easy, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like crossing the – it's more like being in a boat crossing the water because you have to look and decide which way to go. There's no road and certainly no sign to tell you which way to go. My guest is Jack Weatherford. He's a professor uh, for uh, McAllister University for years. He's an ethnographer and an anthropologist, author of uh, two books on uh, Genghis Khan and as well as his uh, queens. And uh, we're delighted to have him uh, on the show. Uh, McAllister College. Did I say university? I'm sorry. It's McAllister College. Um, Jack, the capital. You've referred to it a couple of times. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Ulan Bator? That's quite, you know, that's more the Russian and so the Western pronunciation. Mongolians say Ulan Bator. But, um, Tell me about it. Tell me about that capital city. You know, it's one of the poor, Mongolia, despite the value of the currency going up, is still one of the poorest countries in the world. Uh, certainly 10 years ago, North Korea, Bangladesh, and Mongolia were the three poorest countries uh, in Asia. And you still see a tremendous amount of that in the capital city. The whole country only has about 2.7 million people, and about 1 million probably are now living in the capital. But downtown, a very small area inside of a kind of a circle uh, street there, a circle road, they call it. And you have everything you want, cafes, your French cafe, Italian cafe, uh, Internet, all these things. But 70 percent of the people of the city have no running water. They live outside that little circle. They bring their tents, especially if they've lost their animals. They bring their tents. They set them up. They put a fence around the tent. Then they start building a little house in there, a structure of some sort. And they, yet they have no running water, no paved streets. So it's an extremely poor city. Are there accommodations for Western tourists? In the city, yes. They have some very nice hotels. At this point, there are no internationally known hotels. Uh, other than Kempinski. That's the one uh, international chain that has a, a, a office there and a hotel there. Outside the city, there are what's called gear camps, which are, are tent camps or yurt camps. The gear camps, you go there and people have already set up tents that you can stay in. They're quite nice and quite uh, comfortable, and they cook the food for you there and so on. So they're scattered across the country, a number of these gear, t gear camps. How do you find them, though, Jack? How do you go from one camp? Does one camp point you in the direction of the other? Oh, no, you just about you have to, if you have a vehicle, you have to have a driver. No one's going to let you take their vehicle out. And so the driver will know the way. Uh, I see. All right. And how does one fly there? What's the routing? You can uh, fly through Moscow, Beijing, or Seoul. Those are the three entry points. And uh, actually now they have a few flights from Japan and Hong Kong. And when I go from uh, yurt camp to yurt camp or gur camp to gur camp, uh, what will I be eating? Well, a lot of meat. That's, uh, even though there's only 2.7 million people, there are now 31 million domesticated animals. So it's primarily a meat diet, especially a lot of sheep and goat, but also beef and uh, sometimes a horse and camel and a few wild animals such as deer or antelope and marmots.
you won't be eating birds or poultry or fish, even though there's some beautiful fishing there. And if you want to eat the fish, you can catch it and eat it yourself. But Mongolians mostly don't. What is it as an ethnographer and an anthropologist that has so fascinated you about the society there, and how is it changing? We only have about a minute left, Jack. I know those are big questions. but Well, it's changing because the country is suddenly, some people are getting very rich, and the rest of the people are staying very poor. So that, it could be that 10 years from now, Mongolia will be an entirely different country. But I think that it's the people and the landscape of Mongolia that's so incredible. You can walk into any gear anywhere in the country. You never knock, you never call out, you never ask permission. You simply walk in, sit down, and they will give you food. That's a unique place in the world. Yeah, it doesn't happen much around my hometown. <laughs> Jack Weatherford, um, I, I, I know you're fascinated by Mongolia. I've, uh, off, off the air, been fascinated by your stories. I hope uh, our 10 minutes together might encourage some other folks to take a look at that as a possible destination and maybe pick up a copy of your book. I you to come. I know. I'll come. I'm going to come make a TV show. I promise you, Jack. Good. Thank you. Jack Weatherford is my guest. The Secret History of the Mongol Queens is his latest book, Genghis Khan and the Making of the Modern World. It was published in 04 by Crown Publishers. Stick around. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Coles Cares wants to hear a story about a stand-up kid who saw a problem and fixed it, who met someone in need and tried to help. Go to ColesKids.com by March 15th to nominate a stand-up kid aged 6 to 18 who's bettered their community, and they could win a scholarship worth up to $10,000. Just part of over $415,000 in scholarships and prizes from Coles Cares. Because inspiring stories inspire all of us. Coles Cares. Coles, expect great things. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Hey, welcome back. It's about 33 after the hour. In about 10 minutes, we're going to check in with our uh, tech consultant, uh, Jason Harris, and he's going to take a look at the iPad 2 versus the Zoom and see how those two uh, uh, contraptions compare uh, when you look at it through the eyes of a traveler or when you look at them through the eyes of a traveler. We'll talk with him in, in about 10 minutes. I'm joined by Professor Michael Schneider, and this is, believe me, sheer coincidence that Jack Weatherford was the guest before Michael because they both have taught at McAllister College in St. Paul, Minnesota. Sheer coincidence. 
uh, believe me. But I, when I was doing the schedule, I went, wait a minute. These both guys, these guys are both McAllister guys from my hometown. I, uh, I've known Jack a long time. I just met Michael briefly this week because he's got a new book out. Great title. On the Other Guy's Dime, A Professional Guide to Traveling Without Paying. Uh, what a great title uh, for a book. Uh, uh, Professor Schneider, uh, Michael, has uh, uh, over 25 years of teaching at McAllister College, has, has, has lived and worked overseas with his wife more than a dozen times from A to Z. That would be Australia to Zimbabwe. And he's written a book about how you can do it, too, a bit about his experiences as well as uh, 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 how you might be able to bring that uh, uh, that kind of diversity to your life. Michael, welcome to uh, Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you on. Thank you, Rudy. It's nice to be on. It's all McAllister uh, this morning, at least at this hour. I didn't know Jack was on before. He's a very good friend of mine, and he's mentioned in the book. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's a delightful guy and smart. Boy, you can, McAllister guys are smart. Well, thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, now, you talk about uh, you talk about your love of travel in the book, obviously, and you uh, come from an academic background, Correct. and there are perhaps more opportunities for academicians than the rest of us to live abroad. Would that be a fair statement? Yes, uh, it would be because we do get that summer uh, every year, that wonderful uh, three-month break and sabbaticals. But I really do want to stress it's not only for academics, and there are lots of others who can take advantage of the kinds of things that I describe in the book. All right, give me the, give me the setup. How, how does one begin thinking about changing one's life in such a way that one can go live abroad for a period of time uh, and take time off from the usual, the usual grind? Well, one needs to create a block of time, say, uh, at least about one month, uh, because the idea of this living and working overseas is to have a long enough period of time to have a cultural immersion, not just to uh, travel and see a country, but to live and to become part of it. And then in the book, I describe how you uh, can contact other institutions to line up work overseas, and there's a lot of need for professionals, uh, professional skills overseas. And then in the you go over there and you work and you earn enough money while you're there to pay your travel expenses. So All right, so this is not on the other guy's time. Okay, so this is not a book about how to save money on buying airfare and so on. This is a book about actually how to have someone perhaps pay your way over or at least pay you to be there while you're there. That's correct, exactly. And I, and I should stress that word in the subtitle. The book is called On the Other Guy's Dime. The subtitle is A Professional's Guide to Traveling Without Paying. So a professional. So, so you're saying that if, you have a, if you're a professional, that is, you have a profession that might be useful elsewhere in the world, there very well may be an institution, a community, someone who will actually pay you to be there to share your wisdom with them. Is that a fair that summation? Is, that is exactly it, Rudy, because um, in the past, most of the people who have gone and worked overseas have been young, uh, say, high school, college graduates who put a pack on their back, 20 bucks in their pocket, and they go overseas, and perhaps they become an au pair, a nanny, a barista, a waiter. But I wanted to say that that same kind of wonderful cultural experience of living in another country is also can be done by older people with professional skills, whether it's health professionals, teachers, nurses, engineers, business people, and have that same kind of experience. And even though we're a little older, we get the same enjoyment from it. All right, so you carve out the time to do this, and how do you, do you contact professional organizations in your field abroad? How do you, how do you start researching this? 
Oh, there's many, many different ways. In fact, that's, I would say, about half of the book is how to do this. Uh, and I didn't do it in any one single way. Occasionally, it was through professional contacts, like at conferences, at meetings where I would meet people and uh, tell them I would be interested. Uh, sometimes it was through articles in professional journals or newspapers about new institutions going up. And the most successful one, which might surprise you, a cold call. I would sometimes just call institutions and say, you don't know me and I don't know you, but I have something I think I can offer you. Here's who I am. Would you be interested in supporting me for a short-term visit overseas? And it's happened that eight or ten times just through cold calls. Let me give an example of that. We only have a minute left, Michael, but you sent an unsolicited email to the chair of the Kathmandu University Science Department. You are a computer science and science professor. Correct. Um, and uh, asked, it was a cold, it was a cold call. Asked if they might like to host a visiting professor of computer science for six weeks during the summer of '04, and uh, it worked out. It worked out because I had contacted them just as they were trying to expand their technological offerings, and it worked out. And I spent three glorious months in Kathmandu, so in Nepal. It doesn't always work out, but it's, you only need one success. That's the thing, only one. And, and nobody's going to say. And nobody's going to say less, yes unless you ask. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, if this sounds good to you, pick up uh, uh, Michael Schneider's book, On the Other Guy's Dime, A Professional's Guide to Traveling Without Paying. You got a website people should go to? Yes, otherguysdime.wordpress.com. Otherguysdime.wordpress.com. Hey, Michael, thanks for joining us. You're more than welcome, Woody. Thanks for having me. Happy travels. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When we come back... We'll take a look at the iPad 2 and the Zoom and uh, see how they stack up. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do mimes make even less sense when you can't see them? The mime is stuck inside a giant invisible box. Now he's drawing an imaginary door. And now he's opening his imaginary door. And the imaginary door just shut on his fingers. Now he's doing an imaginary cry. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. AutoZone. Keep your tires looking new with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Black, shiny, wet-looking tires are the finishing touch to any great car wash. And AutoZone can help you make your tires look great and save you money. Right now, you can get your choice of two Meguiar's Hot Shine products for just $8. That's two for just 8 bucks. Restrictions and details at store. Make your tires shine. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Coles Cares wants to hear a story about a stand-up kid who saw a problem and fixed it, who met someone in need and tried to help. Go to ColesKids.com by March 15th to nominate a stand-up kid aged 6 to 18 who's bettered their community, and they could win a scholarship worth up to $10,000. Just part of over $415,000 in scholarships and prizes from Coles Cares. Because inspiring stories inspire all of us. Coles Cares. Coles expect great things. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams, and nearly every day for the past 27 years, I've had a Boston lager. Nice, rich amber color and a head so thick, you can float a bottle cap on it. I taste a sample from every batch, and I still look forward to the taste of the next one. 
Ah, delicious. Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Cheers to an American original. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save responsibly. Does your furnace need repair, your house need cleaning, or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen or bath? Big or small, whatever your home improvement need, now it's easy to find the right home pro for your project. Take it from me, Rudy Maxa, and log on to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Service Magic is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handymen, painters, and many other contractors in your area. Just go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Service Magic has a network of licensed and insured contractors in hundreds of home improvement categories. If you need a painter, electrician, plumber, architect, or any other home service, then you need to visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com today. It's easy, it's free, and it's a source to find neighbor-recommended contractors. Now you can hire a pre-screened home pro with confidence. Go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com or Rudy Maxa.com and click on sponsors for more info. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. 43 after the hour at the top of this hour. I told you how much I enjoy doing the show because I learned so much. Jack Weatherford from Mongolia, fascinating. Michael Schneider on the other guy's dime, how to get somebody else to let you live in a country and pay them. And Jason Harris, our one of our tech gurus, uh, is always a delight to have on. Haven't talked to you since oh, about January. Jason, how are you doing? Yeah, it's good to talk to you again, Rudy. Okay. You can find Jason's website. I'll repeat it uh, uh, as we end this segment at techcraver.com. But he's a guy who keeps an eye on, on all things new. And as we all know, because Apple gets so much publicity whenever it issues anything new, the iPad 2 came out this week. Motorola is trying to battle back with its Zoom. And uh, so, Jason, uh, take us uh, looking at it from a traveler's eye. How is that iPad 2? Is it something we ought to give serious consideration to? I think it is. They have improved some really interesting things about it. Um, they've added, so Steve Jobs gave the big announcement this week, and what's new? They've added an accelerometer and a camera uh, to the front and the back of the iPad, which means you can hold it up and take a photo, much like you do with your cell phone. But there's also a front-facing camera, so that means that when you're looking at the screen, there's a camera facing you, so you can actually do Skype video calls and Apple's FaceTime calls with with the device, which is really great. Let me ask you something. I didn't, I haven't seen in, in any the thing thing I've read about the iPad too. With that front facing camera, can you actually record a video that you can post somewhere of yourself talking? Yeah, and that's one of the other uh, new things that Apple did is um, they you can shoot video with it. It's 720p, so it's high it's high quality video. And they actually launched a new app called iMovie uh, for the iPad. iMovie is a video editing software that's on Macs, which is really great because it allows you to easily take a video. You can add titles, make a really professional-looking video. You can actually shoot video now on the iPad and edit it on the iPad all you know without having to hook up to a computer and then share that video. You can either email it to your uh, to your your kids if you're off on vacation, or you can upload it to YouTube. It's it's pretty cool. So yeah, you can do recording and, and make mini movies, which is really great. Okay. Um, now they were they were talking. Uh, the, some of the speculation was they'd improve the quality of the screen. Not that it's bad, but uh, they'd make it a little more like the i4. Did they do that? 
No, they didn't add the retina display, which some people are really disappointed. I, I have an iPad, and I'm actually blown away with the video quality. But new iPhone 4 owners know about that retina display. It makes the, the video and the, uh, the pictures really, really crisp. They did not add that to the iPad, which is a little disappointing. But um, the new features that they added with the cameras, it's also actually now thinner and lighter. So if people thought that the iPad before was a little bulky, it now has a, a, a smaller form factor. So it's better for travelers. It's lighter. It won't take, take up as much room in your bag. I gather there are going to be dozens and dozens of new uh, of, of these notebooks coming out uh, during the or, or iPad equivalents or wannabes in the course of the year. I guess the Motorola Zoom is probably the most prominent of the competitors now. Is that true? It is true because they this has the newest version of Android. It's actually made for a tablet. It's, if you get an Android tablet now, it'll look a little different than your phone. Um, they, it actually uses the screen fully. It's got a really nice little notification system. If you're in an email and, and a little chat window pops up, there's a little notification bar, and it's e it's really easy to switch between applications. You can customize the home screen really well. It's Android represents a different a different type of tablet. It's more like a computer, where the iPad is kind of like a um, a big a, a big iPhone. <laughs> so if you had to choose between the two, I know that's a difficult question for a tech guy. Uh, do you have a strong preference? Uh, the Zoom is promising. I think in six months the Zoom and the Android tablets will be on par with the, with the iPad. But right now, if I was making a, a buying recommendation to a friend or family member, I would recommend the, the iPad too because it comes out on Friday. They kept the price the same. They didn't increase the price even though they've given you more capability. Um, and when you unbox that thing and you, you go to the app store and you look at what interesting applications there are, actually, what can I do with this device? The iPad has far more capability than the Android tablets at this point in time. 30 seconds left. The price, I think, is, what, 500 to $600 with the, if you get the Wi-Fi version? Yeah, the, the iPad start at 500 for a 16-gig model. You can double the space for another $100, and then um, if you add 3G capability. So anyway, the, the prices range from 500 to 829 depending on which one you get. And 829 has cell phone connectivity, so you can connect anywhere. And let me, uh, let me. we've only got 20 seconds left, but one thing I like is that you can actually point this camera, and there are now these apps that will tell you what you're looking at, a little history, for example, if it's a historical building. Am I right? Yeah, and also if you're if you're looking at a say a, um, a a cafe, you can point it at the cafe and it'll give you menu open hours. Uh, you can call it directly from there, but it's called augmented reality. It's the really nice set of apps that that give you um, a lot of information on what you're looking at. Unbelievable, and I just thought wrist phones would be amazing when I was a kid. Jason Harris, thanks for joining us. Thank you. You can read Jason Harris's writing at his website or his blog, which is Tech Craver with a C, TechCraver.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Got a couple of, deal of the week, deals of the week for you. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, 52 minutes after the hour. Uh, on this of interest this past week, a 30-year-old Canadian tourist in Berlin was arrested for giving the Nazi salute on the steps of the German parliament building. His girlfriend was photographing him with his right arm raised, which, as it turns out, 
I didn't know this. It's a violation of law in Germany. I got to tell you, I spent a good amount of my childhood growing up in Germany. My father was a U.S. Army officer stationed there on two occasions, and I never knew that was against the law. And I certainly didn't know how seriously the Germans apply that law. Um, turns out that any gestures of the old Nazi regime or the displaying of any of its symbols is a serious crime in modern-day Germany. In fact, three years ago, a British businessman in Cologne at the Cologne airport gave the salute to a, uh, a, a, a driver of a car service who had dropped him off at the airport, and he was arrested immediately. Now, having said that, the Canadian just arrested could technically face six months in jail, but he was quickly released on bail and will probably just be asked to, to pay a fine. I mean, obviously, he was doing something out of Monty Python or whatever, but it's a lesson to all of us. Uh, this, I think, probably explains why that musical, The Producers, it was such a huge Broadway hit, the one by Mel Brooks, bombed so badly, if you'll pardon me the use of the word bombed, when it opened in Germany. I remember reading reviews when, uh, when The Producers opened in Germany, uh, saying that the Germans didn't find it real funny. Um, one of the big numbers in that musical is called Springtime for Hitler. And uh, while American audiences got a kick out of it, it apparently didn't evince the same laughs it did on uh, over there as it did on this side of the ocean. So um, no swastikas, no uh, pretending you're uh, part of the uh, uh, Third Reich when you're in Germany. Interesting. Had no idea you could get arrested for uh, giving the Nazi salute. So... We'll take a lesson from the 30-year-old Canadian tourists and mind our P's and Q's when we are in Deutschland, yeah? couple deals. The Costa Rica Tourism Board has got a contest. Oh, there's the ka-ching. I mean, we've spent so much money on that sound effect, and I keep forgetting it's there, the cash register. Uh, the Costa Rica Tourism Board has partnered with the Los Angeles Zoo and Botanical Gardens and National Aquarium uh, to offer participants the opportunity to win a family eco-adventure in Costa Rica. So here's the deal. The sweepstakes is already opened. Uh, it's a good, th uh, uh, the Costa Rica Family Adventure sweepstakes uh, entry period it runs until April 8th at 5 p.m. And if you're entering at the Los Angeles Zoo and Botanical Gardens, uh, they're taking entries through June 30th. Now, you don't have to go visit these places to do it. You can register weekly by visiting visitcostarica.com and entering or by entering the sweepstakes on its Facebook Facebook page of the Los Angeles Zoo or Visit Costa Rica. So what you do is each week you register, and you opt in to uh, receive biweekly email reminders. It will also include a sweepstakes registry link. And uh, winners will be announced um, July of this year. And if you win, not bad. You're going to be flown to Costa Rica, Costa Rica's capital of San Jose, and you'll begin an eco-adventure by enjoying one of Costa Rica's top-rated coastlines in the Manuel Antonio National Park. Uh, you'll observe dolphins and whales. You'll explore wildlife and pristine beaches. And you'll have some conservation experts uh, teaching you about uh, the preservation work being done in Costa Rica. So again, go to visitcostarica.com and you can enter these sweepstakes. Uh, Jamaica is offering some springtime travel deals during uh, uh, spring break. Uh, there are well, probably about a half a dozen I have here of hotels from the Sunset Resorts in Jamaica to uh, two of the Negril hotels. It would be Samsara Cliff Hotel and Legends Resort. Um, Jake's Hotel, the Hotel Grace Richmond uh, Hill, Breezes Trelawney has got a deal. Just go to breezes.com. The Ritz-Carlton Golf and Hotel Res Resort at Rose Hall is also extending a spring uh, special. Um, they're too numerous and detailed for me to go into on the, on the air here. 
But if you go to visitjamaica.com, you can find out more information and how to book a vacation in Jamaica. You can even talk to a local uh, travel specialist at, as well. Okay, so visit Jamaica.com if you're thinking of a beach trip or, uh, to Jamaica in the, uh, in the, in the spring. Um, I had a couple other news items I wanted to tell you about. I, oh, I was surprised to get in the mail the other day a, uh, uh, a mailing from Costco. I'm a member of Costco. And they sent me a uh, email offering to help me out with my wedding day. Not that, not that I'm getting married or anything real soon, but I found it interesting that the discount retailer was targeting the wedding market with diamond rings, printed announcements. They'll even get your flowers for you. And, of course, travel. One of the deals is a $500 gift card for use at the, for use at the Meritage Resort in Napa, California. It's good at the restaurants uh, uh, and the spa there at the Meritage Resort. Um, so it's a $500 gift card that you can apply toward food and, and massages and facials, etc. cetera. Uh, the Costco price for that $500 card is $399. Call it $400. Anyway, the point is it's a 20% discount, $100 off, not bad. Uh, and I don't think there's any, I don't think you've got to get married to buy this, uh, for example. You don't have to go that extreme a measure, as our engineer might say. As he likes to say, let's not get crazy whenever I ask him about marriage. So there you go. So if you're a member of Costco, uh, check that out. Um, there's some wedding deals. Uh, and, again, the one I mentioned, the $500 gift card at the Meritage in Napa for $399. I don't think you got to show a wedding license to get it. Anyway, we've come to the end of the, uh, end of the hour. A great two hours, in my opinion. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I hope you'll join me again. We'll talk about travel next weekend here in Rudy Max's World. Thank you to Jeff Ryder, engineer extraordinary. He's a bachelor. And Anna Schofield, my executive producer, without all of this, without whom all of this would not be necessary. See you next weekend. Not necessary. Listening to Rudy <laughs> Max's World. And as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.